budget nightmares. Ooh, ooh, ooh. No budget nightmares. Ooh, ooh, ooh. If you got just a little money but a whole lot of heart, Doug and Mo will sit back and watch your art. It's their duty just doing their part. Now let's hear if they recommend it or not. Uh, no budget nightmares. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another No Budget Nightmares. This is Mo. He's a bad film hating while I skating all the while masturbating. And that's, that's Mo Pawn, yeah. yeah. And with me, as always, is the one and only Doug Tilly. He's bow, Doug bow, Tilly, bow, 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 number one super bow, guy. Bow, bow. You know, Doug, you really are number one super guy. Thank you. You know, Mo, I've been thinking that... Uh, I think about half the episodes of No Budget Nightmares, you are sick in some capacity. I, I'm all, I had a, which is crazy, because I don't really get sick, but I'm like always having some weird allergy attack or always have some kind of like head thing going on. Head yeah. thing, huh? Yeah, and I think, I think tonight we're breaking some kind of record because we're both sick. Oh, no, I'm feeling great now. Well, I'm over it. I'm just like still kind of coughing up whatever residual nonsense is in my lungs. And, you know, my, I, I'm sure you can hear that I'm still completely stuffed up. I'm expecting us to get a nice ear full of phlegm before this episode is over. Uh, I'm going to try real hard, but we got, we're going to keep this one super short. <laughs> no, not at all. We're going to take the time it takes to properly elaborate on the film, the subject as it were, which this week is... Why don't you tell us what it is this week? Oh, this week it's violent shit. Violent shit? Oh, yes, violent shiza. Yeah, he's violent shit. Yes, his yeah. shit is violent. Get used to our terrible German accents. Right. Because <laughs> you're going to be getting a lot of that because violent shit from 1989 by Andreas Schnoss. I, I did that in a really not German way. Andreas <laughs> Schnoss uh, is our third foreign feature featured on No Budget Nightmares. And you got to love that the fact that all three so far have been German. They're Ger Germany is like the promised land of shot on video Drek. <laughs> it, it really is. It really is. And it's funny, though, because all three of them have the same sort of quality. You know, like they, they're they all so similar. And they're very nasty. They're nasty. Yeah, movies. yeah. For those, for those who haven't listened to every episode, and if you haven't, how dare you? Uh, they the, the two episodes besides this one we're referring to are Necromantic mm -hmm. and uh, The Burning Moon. Right. Olaf Ittenbach's film, the, the Burning Moon. And both of those movies are incredibly mean-spirited. And violent shit is probably more mean-spirited than all of them. And uh, it also does something, and this you're going to appreciate this, Mo, <laughs> something that a lot of the movies that we cover on this show do not do, in that it has a title which sums itself up perfectly. It really does. It doesn't try, you know, no false advertising here. No, uh... Yeah, this is, this is no, like, you know, uh... Uh, uh yeah, thank you, thank you. I knew, <laughs> I knew you were, <laughs> I knew you were right there. <laughs> this is certainly no barely legal lesbian vampire. <laughs> this is violent shit, and this movie is indeed very violent and complete shit. But is that a bad thing on No Budget Nightmares? That might not be a bad thing. I was gonna say, I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna be necessarily a bad thing, but we're, you're gonna have to listen and find out. 
going to have to listen. Speaking of having to listen, today is another very special episode of No Budget Nightmares. Nice segue there. <laughs> uh, because there's been such a nice outpouring of love for the show lately. Of course, it was love demanded by us. Well, because, that's the best kind of love. Yeah, it's love that that I mean, it's love that res- that expects some sort of reward <laughs> for it. But that's fine. That's what all love is. We're that's like how, we're like a, like ninety nine percent. We're like a petulant child demanding a hug. That's right. We demanded a hug. Some of you said okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, what I'm referring to, of course, is our Light of Blood contest. Light of Blood, of course, being the Cuban-American werewolf movie that Mo and I did a commentary for. I wrote up some uh, liner notes for it. I actually just <laughs> received my copy within the last few days, and it's pretty sweet, I which, have to say. Which is crazy, because like, I've had mine for like two weeks now. But, uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it is. It's really awesome. I love seeing my name on the back of a DVD. I just like seeing my name. Well, yeah, it's true. You do. That's G-I-L-L-E-Y. Yeah. And we have an extra copy signed by Gustavo Perez, the director, with all those special features. Now, again, come over here for a second. The movie's ridiculously terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but well, of course it is. Why, why yeah. else would you be here? Uh, it's so ridiculous. I mean, it's more ridiculous than it is terrible. And that's saying something because it's really terrible. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, Gustavo is not listening right now. But come on, man. My, uh, my favorite, my favorite like, little anecdote about that is as Gustavo was listening to the, uh, the, the commentary track that we did, he kind of turns to, um, what's his name, Andrew? Yes. And says... Uh, I think they're making fun of me. <laughs> I don't. I mean, it's it's in love. It's loving. You know. I can't say that whatever mockery comes out of our commentary is a based in love. It really is. And B is balanced out by what I think are very sincere and very sweet liner notes that, <laughs> that I took very seriously in writing, uh, and that my brother mocked incessantly when he was reading them. Just a couple of years. <laughs> What is this horse shit? I could totally, I could totally see him mocking you for that too. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so we're gonna we're giving away a copy of that movie, and all you had to do to win a copy of it was to leave us a review on iTunes, and we even specified does not have to be a positive review. In fact, we were kind of hoping to get some really. I was negative. really hoping to get some real angry shit, you know. Fortunately, our listeners—they're too nice. They're assholes. Too, too nice. nice. Ass- <laughs> <laughs> and because they're too nice, they all gave us super positive reviews. Yeah. Really, really overly positive reviews, except for the times when they were being critical of you. <laughs> yeah, every single one is like, Doug's the best, and then there's Mo. <laughs> well, I was pushing really hard. Yeah. <laughs> I think just from us saying this, it's going to get a lot more reviews in the opposite direction, telling I... me how much I suck. Uh, but well, you know, we... you know, no, it even it evens out though, because like all of the comments that we get in the groups are generally like, "Yeah, I love Mo, and he makes great jokes," and then Doug repeats them. That's you know? right. Yeah, and, most but... people agree that I suck. <laughs> but in the reviews, hey. So what I'm saying is, I love you, reviewers, commenters. Fuck off. <laughs> That is what I'm saying. Indeed. Well, why don't you uh, quote just a little bit? We're not going to uh, toot our own horns because we're not flexible enough. Wah, wah. Uh, but we will uh, read a little bit of some of the comments that are here. Why don't you start, Mo? All right. Well, I'll read my favorite one. <laughs> uh, and you know which one I'm talking about. We do. All right. So this one's entitled Doug's Enthusiasm and also Mo. <laughs> <laughs> it's a five-star review. Uh, it says, regardless of the quality of the late alphabet letter grade movie they are covering, 
You can either uh, you can be sure that Doug will be ready to, in an oddly quiet fashion, talk about each and every bit of minutia uh, the film has to offer, and Mo will be sure to say yup and then yawn. Five, five, five stars. stars. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> There's that phlegm we were expecting. <coughs> There's a little more. Mm. You can feel free to cut those out. No, I. You know what? Those kind of sneeze coughs sound a lot like you know when Ferris Bueller has his. Uh, oh right, with the. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know what we uh, should do. You should keep it in there and then have the audience, you know, program a song. That's y- right. Using my coughs. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I'm glad I didn't continue to do that. Mo did not. You didn't much appreciate the uh, suggestion that all you do is say "yup." Right. I mean, towards the end of episodes, yes, that's exactly what I do because by that point, I'm so fucking like tired and my brain's like aching, you know. But uh, but yeah, no. At the beginning of the episode, I'm always effervescent. Or I try to be at least uh, effervescent. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't start the yupping and the yawning until at least halfway through the episode. <laughs> yeah, ha- halfway through our two-hour episode. <laughs> so there's only an hour. There's of only the an hour of yupping and yawning. Okay. Well, you know, and even like, and, and I hate to say, it, but even if you listen to like the the light of blood commentary, there's still there's a little yupping and yawning in that too. <laughs> <laughs> and I I don't think you wait until the halfway uh, mark. No. Yeah. No. You're right. I well, I remember that for that one, I was crazy tired. I I don't remember why, but. But I was, I either had gotten like no sleep or very little sleep. I was dead. I was we dead. Were to, we were trying to connect. I mean, it looked like it was going to fall through that we weren't going to do the commentary. Right, and right. And then it just suddenly the opportunity presented itself. Yeah. So we kind of had to just put a time together, get together and do it. Right. And I remember like weeks before I had like prepped out like a chart of all the <laughs> actors so I'd know everything. And then I kind of got the idea that I wasn't going to be doing it. And I kind of just didn't keep any of that. Right. And then we got together to record and you know how probably really good, strong commentaries, they do them in kind of sections and they have a lot of notes. Man, we winged it to a shocking degree considering yeah. it was actually coming out to the general public. Yeah, I, I really have to, uh, I, I have to sit down and, I mean, well, you know what though? I've, I mean, I got some really good comments on it, you know, that, that, <laughs> that, uh, that apparently we made some, uh, some pretty, some pretty decent jokes and, uh, you know, and that it wasn't particularly bad. So you know what? I'll say I'll say that comment that that commentary is very fitting to the DVD that we were making for it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. the, the the lucky winner who we will announce at the end of this show will be able to experience that for themselves. Everyone else can go over to cultmoviemania.com and pick up their own copy, which you definitely should do because uh yeah, it's crazy. And of course, you'll be supporting us in the sense that you'll be getting more of our voice and talents out there. Mhm. Uh-huh. Yup. Yup. <laughs> oh, there right, you go. That's there a we classic go. contribution. That's that's like yeah, if, if, like on my grave. That's what I wanted to say. Yup. Yawn. 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 <laughs> but today there will be no yawning, Mo. I'll try. I'm saying that with such confidence. <laughs> How could you yawn your way through a movie called Violent Shit? Wow. How could you? I could probably. How could you, Mo? Nah. <laughs> Have you ever seen Violent Shit or one of its sequels previously? No, this was my first uh, my first time for Violent Shit. Believe it or not, this is your first time experiencing Carl the Butcher in Violent Shit. Oh, he had a name. 
Yeah, no, remember, in fact, I uh, posted a uh, photo of his credit at the beginning, which uh, called him K the Butcher Shitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I, I, I made a note of that, K the Butcher Shitter. I didn't realize his name was Carl. Mm-hmm. Carl, in fact, they, I think they elaborate on that on the sequels. Uh, just like yourself, Mo, I had not seen this movie before. It was one mm. of those films that when I was getting into like cult and exploitation movies in the 90s and I would be getting like film guides and I'd be even like looking on websites where you could buy rare movies, this is one that came up a lot. Yeah. But it, and it would usually describe itself as being like really extreme and like really hardcore and, you know, only gorehounds would appreciate this. And you know what? It's pretty extreme. It's it, pretty... It, the word brutal appears in my notes so many times. Yeah, it's a pretty brutal movie. Yeah. That's it, and, and it's very mean-spirited, no doubt about it, because yeah. there's almost no discernible plot at all. In fact, it's going to be hard to describe in some ways, especially because we are not blessed with the benefit of audio clips that we can use. You know, it's, almost like, a, uh, it's almost like an anthology film when you think about it. Like, the whole movie's broken up into, like, bits, and each bit has, like, its own characters, and, you know, and the only real, like tying you know uh connection between all of them is you know k the butcher shitter or, or you could see it as you introduce a character he says a couple of things or she says a couple of things and then the butcher comes and kills them and or, that happens again and again and again or, or more specifically you introduce a character they complain about something that's going on in their <laughs> life right then and there and then they die would you say mo that this film is trying to say something no there is a section of this movie which we will get into, which features uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, that yeah, you're right. There's the weird nonsense at the end, but I mean, I I don't really I don't know. By which I, I mean Neil Breen, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, right. But yeah, yeah. So there's Jesus. I would suggest that this the sequence that features Jesus uh, is not as much saying something as. Uh, the filmmakers are desperately wanting it to seem like they're saying something. That's the way it comes off to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I might be wrong. It's happened before. Now you're, in this case, you're probably not. <laughs> I may be right. Oh, I God. may be crazy. No, no, no. <laughs> but it just I got a new be. house. And hack and sack, yak, 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 yak. Oh, God. Blood Pictures presents mm-hmm. uh, a real gore production. And I love, I, you know, any movie that has that that uh, that very VHS editing bay, you know, uh, font. Oh God, where you have kind of the frames getting slower, and they yeah. got that stylized look like the opening credits of of one of those '80s movies that yeah. showed up on Mr. Science Theater. Right, right. Uh, yeah. So this is shot on video, by the way. I think it's called the paint effect. I think it's just a, oh, yeah, yeah. It's supposed to look like paint. But all it looks like is VHS. <laughs> yeah, all, all it looks like is mud. It's just so awful. Now, uh, this is not, uh, despite the fact that we were mocking kind of the pretensions of that Jesus moment a moment ago, uh, generally this movie is, is right on the surface. It tells you exactly what it is. It is violent shit. And it is violent going, shit. To pre- yeah, it is going to present itself in a way that's very German yeah. and <laughs> very germane. Jackson, that is. Want, want. Thanks, Your Majesty. <laughs> but also is comical in its upfrontness. You know what? Honestly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There, there. I, I find so much of this film uh, hilarious. Especially, you're right. You're right in in how upfront it is about how violent, you know, about the nonsense and the violence, and I mean, just and a lot of their. Let's just put it this way: a lot of their focus, right, is is hilarious. Right. Now, the movie, uh, as we mentioned before, called Violent Shit, the 
title oh sorry the acting credit we get after that is says that it's starring K the butcher shitter <laughs> which is such a hilarious I mean it doesn't even make any sense of it course it makes no fucking sense but I love it now on IMDb it says uh, Carl the butcher is played by the director Andreas Schnoss but I do not believe that's the case in fact I think on the the, the trivia of that very uh, movie it it uh, contradicts that and says that that's <laughs> not him um uh, we will spend a lot of time with Carl the Butcher. Carl is notable because he has a lot of weird growths on his face. Yeah. He's kind of weird looking. Uh, it's not pleasant. <laughs> the other I, notable thing about the opening credits... Is that it says, produced by the Violent Shitters. The Violent Shitters. That You know what? You, I love that title so much. Like, the Violent Shitters. Because, like, it doesn't... I mean, like, I understand where they're going at with that, but it really just sounds like it just reminds me of that, like, broken toilet scene from Dumb and Dumber. Right. You know, it's, it's right. the violent the shitters. Shit. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, Mo, we were supposed to record yesterday, but I, but we couldn't because I was a violent shitter. <laughs> <laughs> I was having a rough time. But, uh, uh, yeah, so this is produced by the Violent Shitters. Uh, one other notable thing is that uh, both in the opening and closing credits, a lot of people use their uh, their first name and last initial as if some wouldn't necessarily want to be associated with this movie. Why would anybody not want to be associated with this? I don't get that at all. <laughs> yeah, I just saw my teacher in a movie last night. <laughs> Actually, it should be, I just saw my teacher in a movie last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what kind of movie was it, Franz? I don't know, but they had their crotch violently brutalized. <laughs> well, we'll get to that as well. Yeah, we will. So over this opening credits, there is a child playing with a ball. And uh, we're not... I, who knows who this child is supposed to be at this right, point? Right, right. He goes inside an apartment complex, and he uh, he actually it shows him smile at the camera for a moment in a, in a fourth wall breaking moment. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, his he goes into his his I guess his apartment and his mother is very upset that he's been gone out. Mm. And then there's the sound of some sort of act of violence. At first, I thought it was a spanking. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I, I even in my notes, I'm like, oh, the kid gets goes home and gets beat by his mom. Right. <laughs> you know, I totally thought that he was that that it was the violence against the child. Well, guess but not. no. How many movies do you think, Mo, start with the flashback to some sort of murder? done by a child, and then jump ahead a whole bunch of years uh, to then continue the story with the grown-up version of that character. Do you mean before or after Halloween? Halloween? Um, <laughs> <laughs> before, let's say a handful. Yeah. After, let's say every movie. Like 20 billion. <laughs> yeah. When people talk about like the influence of Halloween, that's the kind of shit that they're talking about. <laughs> no shit. Absolutely. So anyway, this kid kills his mom. Right. Uh, we see uh, an insert of like a, a butcher's knife. In fact, when I say insert, it's actually kind of like an ellipse on the screen that's kind of put over the image of a butcher knife and some blood splattering. Mm. And then we, uh, the kid goes outside the apartment, and we get a close-up of his butcher knife. And you will get to know that butcher knife very, very well. Yeah. As Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I changed that one up. I said, yeah, this time. As Leatherface has his chainsaw, as Jason has his machete... Carl the Butcher has his butcher knife. Yeah, I mean, in all things considered, it's not a bad, it's not a bad, like, you know, killer weapon. It's certainly a little better than the uh, quote-unquote chainsaw we see a little bit earlier. Yeah, that's, oh my god. I mean, it is, it, it's, yeah, I mean, it's not a chainsaw. It is a saw, but it's yeah. really fucking, I mean, I, how did that thing even work? It's like an electric knife that you'd cook it, like, cut a turkey with. Right, right. 
Um, and we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Now, of course, the question you might have, though not yet, will be, how can he retain this butcher knife throughout the actions of the movie and the events of the movie? <laughs> well, well, we'll talk about that in just a second. Skip ahead 20 years. This child is now 20 years older. And he's in a police van. Right? Yeah. Yep. I'm just I'm letting you go, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is my enthusiasm coming out. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I was a little confused about what the fuck was going on at this point. But what right. is happening is that there are two prisoners in the back of this police van. They are being brought to some other location for God knows what reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of those people in the back are sort of, they're sort of wearing uh, overalls and has weird growths on their face. You know, I got to tell you, as they were, as, as when this scene happened, like at no point did I, did I put, make the connection that this person, you know, was the kid from before. Yeah, it it yeah. it's not made apparent at all. Like I'm th- I'm thinking, okay, so these we see a kid kill his parent, and then now we're now we're following the story of these you know these policemen who have to like round up the mentally challenged and bring them home because that's what they're talking about. That's exactly right. You yeah, have to bring the R words back to their holes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. It was. You know what would have been better is if when they showed the kid. At the beginning, he had the growths on his face. So right, right, exactly, exactly. Look, I improved the movie. Let's go back, George Lucas it up a bit. Violent <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh man, can I get the gold edition uh, remastered? <laughs> so these police officers who are complaining about having to pick up these prisoners, they stop because one of them has to take a piss, and then something happens. That's another theme too that happens in this movie a lot. There's People a lot have of to take a piss. I yeah. mean, it's Germany, right? I right. Mean, all they do is piss and shit, right? It's true. I mean, I've seen uh, some movies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we all? So, so explain to me what happens once the guy gets out to take a piss. So there's a driver, passenger goes out to pee, the driver hears a ruckus in the back. Right. Well, you know, I, 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 don't, I have no idea what happens at this okay. point because, like, right. I, I must have been – my head must have been down for a second to, t- you know, typing up my notes and uh, – and I look up and all of a sudden the guy who was in the passenger seat or in the back, I don't know, one, one of the other guys is getting out of the truck, you know? And so I'm assuming, so I assumed that the guy who was going to take the piss was being attacked, but then the guy who got out got attacked, you know? And then the dude who was taking the piss comes back. So I'm like, oh, so he wasn't attacked. So I have no idea what the hell happened in, in that in that two seconds that I just happened to glance away. I'd suggest that. Uh, I mean, in the in the in the future, I should probably just rewind and watch it again. But who's got time for that? The fact is, Mo, you are a bigot, and you think all Germans look the same. They do. And this is a problem, and it's going to be a problem every time we cover a German movie on this show. Look, it's not my fault that they all look the same. They really That's... they do. Yeah, we do look the same. <laughs> um. Here's, what, here's my interpretation of what happened, and it's not going to make a lot more sense than yours, but it will make some more mm. sense. The guy goes to take a piss. The driver hears a ruckus in the back seat because the other prisoner and Carl have gotten into a fight. Right. They somehow break out of the back. The, the driver does not open the, the back of the, the van, even though it's a police van. Mm-hmm. They are able to break out. When he goes to check on them, uh, Carl is already killing the, the other prisoner with a butcher knife. How yeah. does he get the butcher knife? I have no fucking idea. It was clearly up his ass. I, I, I mean, it's a large butcher knife. <laughs> it, is, it is a very large butcher knife. 
So um, the the prisoner's dead. The driver then gets bitten. He just stands still while Carl bites the shit out of his neck. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's zombie logic right there. Because actually, that's what I thought originally. I thought that they that that he was being attacked by a zombie. And then, and then, <laughs> then I watched too many movies. Like yeah, that. then then I realized, oh, that's the dude from the back of the truck. I'm like, okay, so it's not a zombie. Okay, okay, I get it. <laughs> Yeah, 1989, the yeah. year of the zombie. Uh, so the guy who was taking a piss then returns to the van, and the first thing he sees is a bunch of blood on the windshield. Now, this is very thick, very dark blood that looks a lot more like shit than it does blood, <laughs> which is weird because the blood in the rest of the movie is so watery that it looks like uh, like pink Gatorade. <laughs> right, right, yeah. I mean, it's it's weird. Yeah, you're right. This is well. You know what they probably did is they probably went and splashed some of the the other blood onto the window, and they're like, "Well, that we can't see that. <laughs> that doesn't even register on the camera." That's right. You know, well, I'm not. Co- I mean, I'm not complaining because there is going to be a lot of blood, and yeah. I can see why they wouldn't want it all to be corn syrup. And the and the best part about it too is that is that the blood changes consistently so consistency so frequently, you know that like like there are some scenes where it's kind of like thicker you know like it and like uh and it's more of a of a of a of a of a deep red and but at this point at this point you're right it, it looks like like fruit punch gatorade fruit punch gatorade well i should say i should say when the guy who was taking the piss comes back um and i understand that in some countries taking the piss means something very different but <laughs> but when the guy who was that's ur- what we're doing <laughs> yeah right uh when the guy who was urinating comes back and uh he sees uh he sees the blood and then he sees um he sees the body, right? And Carl's yeah. coming after him or coming towards him. And what he does is he puts his coat over the body. Right. Then we get a point of view shot of Carl with the butcher knife. Again, I have no idea where the butcher knife came from. Right. And, and I'll tell you, the cop does a really smart thing in this case. Yeah. He does what a cop should do. Yeah. Oh, and certainly in the United States would do immediately, especially <laughs> a person of color coming at him. Right. And then he pulls out a gun and starts shooting him. Right. And he shoots him, and he absolutely does shoot him because we see both Carl's body fall and blood pooling on him. Right, yeah, you see the blood coming up out of his shoulder, and then he gets right back up. <laughs> yep. Now, of course, at this point, th- th- this is where the policeman made another mistake, is that he did not then go on his radio to call for backup. Hey, <laughs> Might have been the first step he should have done. He, but uh, What he should have done is he should have double-tapped that shit and gotten one in the head, you know? So then the butcher gets up, and uses his butcher knife in a, in a really nice effect, actually, to slice through the guy's arm. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, and uh, and then he just kind of leaves the, leaves it in his arm and just leaves. <laughs> right. So I guess he leaves that butcher knife behind and picks up another one later. Sure. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> so uh, then, just like you said before, it becomes very episodic at this point. Yes. Because you'll, we'll get introduced to characters, but and, and they'll say a couple of things sometimes. They'll complain about what they're, what they're being forced to do. Yes. It's every single scene. It's just you meet somebody, they complain about their day or their job, and then they die. It's, it's pretty formulaic for the rest of the film. Do you think, Mo, that this is a commentary on the fall of the Berlin Wall? No. Do you think that maybe it's a reference to the popularity of David Hasselhoff in the late 80s in Germany? That might be it. Mm, that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, that would make we are now introduced to a woman, yeah. unnamed woman. In fact, I, can, I think it's safe to say that aside from a single character for the rest of this movie, I think everybody is unnamed. Yeah. 
this woman leaves a house <laughs> and gets in a car and lots of 80s rock is playing on her car radio. Yeah, I particularly noted Red Red Wine by UB40. Red Red Wine by UB40 does play in a excerpt which I am sure is not legal to play. <laughs> uh, and she stops and goes into a, a gas station. And then she gets out of the gas station and gets back in her car. Yeah, it, yeah. It's really like all this is like it's just hey, you got to you got to get this movie to 75 minutes. I was just happy that when she went into the gas station, she didn't run into some belly dancer or stripper gram shit. <laughs> <laughs> Callback. Right, uh, <laughs> right. So, then she drives, I don't know where she she's going. Then she drives to like a re- really rural country road. Yeah, well this this one uh this one follows the the usual um system of low budget films where the woods are your best friend. Yeah, of course, yeah. because you, you can set up a bunch of shit and no one's going to mind that you have say a big rubber vagina or whatever you right. might have. Right. There. Or a guy with weird growths on his face walking around carrying a severed arm, you know, that sort of thing. How do you say you crazy kids in German? I don't know. Uh, so we uh, we get some, um, just like many point of view shots in other horror movies, we get a lot of heavy breathing with it. But in this one, we get both some cool music, which, by the way, the soundtrack to this movie, pretty darn good. It's actually uh, not, not bad at all. Yeah, and we get some heavy breathing at the same time. I think we have a little excerpt. <laughs> tidbit of that soundtrack by Kraftwerk <laughs> I am a navigator with my pocket calculator <laughs> then her car breaks down because it's a movie right exactly and if you were German say and your car broke down what would your verbal response be to that uh, it would be Sei verrückt Kinder I see that means you crazy kids I, in German yeah. I, just, I just did the translate very good <laughs> that's very good say it again Kinder, and I'm probably saying it completely wrong. That I don't... Spot on. I know it. I took German in university. <laughs> Seven, eight, nine. Actually, like twelve years ago. <laughs> right, right. Uh, no, her car breaks down, so she says the only word that most of us know in German: Scheiße. Scheiße. <laughs> she's yep. upset about it. As yes, well as she, she should be, because we don't know where she's going or why she's going there. Uh, and she is in the middle of a very remote-looking road. And, uh, and there's, you know, there is a killer who just escaped. Right. <laughs> so she doesn't know that at this point. I should mention something. On my copy of this movie, and I think on yours is too, Mo, did you notice that the audio, when people spoke, sometimes had a weird echo on it? Yeah, I noticed a lot of that. I, I, you know, I probably should have looked into that before we you know before taking the audio clips but i don't give a shit you know i'll have it no no no. i think that's i think that is part of the movie so it's it's accurate to have it that way uh and you might also be wondering why we're having audio clips of things that maybe don't seem that interesting well of course because you got to take audio clips of something (laughs) we live and die by our audio clips. we really do so uh, and and it's so strange to think of the early days of the show when we barely used them at all, but uh, but now we really do kind of structure around them. But of course, in these foreign movies, it's a little bit more difficult. Well, in the early days, uh, I was tossing them in afterward, you know, after the fact. So like we weren't even even talking about them. 
and now it's like we definitely structured the entire show around them. <laughs> and I use that to set up another audio clip. Right. Uh, another POV shot of the killer, this time just making weird noises. <laughs> Jesus, those noises. <laughs> and and then we get what becomes a, a, a motif for the rest of this film as well, in that the woman starts to run, but then she immediately faints and falls still on the ground. There's a lot of that. I mean, yeah, not not even just with the not even just with like the victims too. Like nope. Carl does that a lot. She does that like three times in the rest of this very short movie. I think uh, he does. I think he does that more than you know than like any of the other characters combined. Like he's it's ridiculous. Like and there's no impetus for it. There's no suggestion that he's like sick or that. Well, I mean, he did get shot earlier, and that's never talked about again. Right. Uh, so maybe it's just from blood loss. But anyway, so she just faints immediately, and then he, uh, Carl, of course, starts right. groping her. Of course. Starts pulling at her clothes. And then he reveals something that looks, if you squint a little, it looks like a breast. Well, yeah, it's, uh, I had, now it's funny. I didn't rewind the scene before, but this one I did rewind a couple of times. Cause I was looking at him like, what? is that a, I'm like, is that a boob? I'm like, wait, wait, what? And then I, and I rewind back like, holy shit. That is a boob. It was a boob. Yeah. And then what happens to that boob, he Mo? Cuts it off. He slices off the breast. Now, right. uh, breast violence is one of those things that, uh, you don't see that often. You have to say, mm. uh, though you do see it in movies like this, which are particularly nasty. Yeah, I was going to say, we definitely saw some breast violence in uh, in video violence. That's true. This movie reminded me of video violence in some ways, though. I think video violence had, uh, it, it, it's better because it has a plot. And it's and it's more lighthearted. It's <laughs> yeah, not so absolutely. mean. Yeah. So um, he slices off the breast. It's really nasty looking. The, we see a ton of blood squirting up on his face. Actually, this is one of my favorite moments in the movie where he like he's chopping down, and every time he chops down, this giant spray of blood just hits him in the face. Yeah, he, this know? is a, this is a violent movie. Well, I said I you know I, I laughed at this one because I'm like it's almost cartoonish, you know how yeah. much blood he's like it's very like um like Sam Raimi or like uh, like those like old Japanese films when they would get sure. cut just gallons and gallons of blood. That everyone has kind of like a highly pressurized right, right. Of themselves. You just slice a little bit and it just kind of comes out in the river. Yeah, exactly. So speaking of Carl falling down for no reason, mm-hmm. <laughs> we now it's now daytime. I guess he just chilled out overnight. My my notes here say the daylight doesn't do much for his facial prosthetic. <laughs> Which do, they do seem to change from scene to scene as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Carl at this point is looking very sling blade. <laughs> <laughs> He's re- enjoying some French fried potatoes. I reckon. <laughs> and uh, so he just is sort of skipping along and he's wandering again up a dirt road and then he just falls down like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, cut to a yeah. guy pulling stuff out of a trash can. Yeah, it took me a second to realize that, that was a trash can because it's a German trash yeah, can. Yeah, it's a German trash can. Very weird. Uh, yeah, so he's pulling pulling shit out of a trash can, and then a car comes up, and he stops the car, and uh, he he asks for change, and then uh, and then the, the the driver responds with what is probably my favorite line in the entire film. He goes, "You dork, fuck off." <laughs> I like. Of course, he says that in German. I like right. how you would say it in English with sort of a German, <laughs> as if Hitler suddenly comes in, "You dork." Fuck off! <laughs> yeah, that was my best Hitler impression. That's pretty good. Um, 
And then, yeah, so this driver, then we follow the driver, and the driver is, like, super upset about the state of his city, and he's like, what a bum, all drunk and everything. He's just really upset about that. Smells like a horde of pigs. And the odd thing is that though this guy is introduced in such a mean sort of way, and then he's, like, yells about a dog that's in front of his car, uh, he just likes to narrate his entire life. Right. But he does do something that's actually kind of nice. He sees what appears to be the body of Carl on the side of the road. He stops his car. He uh, he goes over and checks on him for a second. Then he goes back to get a first aid kit. Yeah, which is so weird because like the, this other guy who wasn't a German helping yeah. someone, right? No, but uh, he's like he's like he was you know this other guy who was in need of help. You know the guy's like fuck off you you know you dork. And then uh, and then this guy's like oh well let me help this dude out. What, what do you think it's trying to say? I have no idea, but I love how like when he goes back to get the uh, the first aid kit, uh, Carl starts doing this weird crawl, you know, tw- towards his knife. <laughs> so <laughs> the guy comes over to him mm-hmm. with the uh, with you know with the attempt to help, and Carl immediately chops off his hand. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, not, now we're, now they're repeating shit, you know. Well, I don't care. Then yeah. he slices up his chest because right. the next thing that's going to happen, Mo, is not repetition. Right, right. It's one of those beautiful moments in shot on video <laughs> history. One of those things where, you know what? Here's 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 for people listening. Here's like a little gauge for when a movie's about to get good. If it, the video starts to get a little pixely because it seems like they're not sure if they're allowed to show what they're going <laughs> to. <laughs> Or because maybe the effect that they're about to do is not mm, as realistic as they were hoping for. Right. Shit is going to be good. It's true. In this case, the thing that they don't want us to see clearly is this guy's dick. Now, here's the thing that I don't get. Is, was, so was this guy just, like, driving around with his dick out? Because, like, we don't see Carl take this dude's dick out. It's All of a sudden, it's there. I'm in Germany. Well, that's true. I mean, yeah, that... So this guy's hog Herbert. is now all on display. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But not for long, because it's about to get sliced off by a butcher knife wielded by Carl. Yeah. He cuts off this guy's dick. Cuts it right off. What's another good dick-severing moment in film history, Mo? Um, dick sev. Well, there's uh, Last House on the Left. Right. Cannibal Holocaust. Cannibal Holocaust. And um, others, I'm sure. Then we'll let our fans come up with a list of that. I hope someone does a supercut of Dick Severing. Um, was there a, was there any uh, Dick Severing in Ant Farm Dick Hole or no? Ooh, you know what? I don't know if there is, but there certainly is Dick Severing in The Taint. Oh, oh and, yeah, right. And there's certainly uh, in that uh, recent RoboCop uh, reimagining where, not not the remake, but the one where people... Oh, right, them. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> the Our RoboCop remake. Yes, exactly. There's so, uh, serious what, dick violence in that one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so he cuts off the guy's dick. Now, Mo, were you under the impression that he was eating these body parts that he's cutting off? No, no, not at all. Because the last shot we see of him is, is the dick laying on the ground next to him. In fact, there's one shot after that of the severed hand on the ground. Right. The severed hand is moving. <laughs> Why is it doing that, Mo? Um, because it's a poor effect. <laughs> because it's just some dude with his hand sticking out of the ground? Right. <laughs> but it's moving in a way that you're supposed to notice that it's moving. So that's a little strange. That's weird. Maybe this exists in a different reality uh, one that you and I live in. Zombies. Remember when that guy was complaining about the hobo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. 
Well, now we have a different guy complaining about having to start a generator in the middle of the woods for some reason. I love I love this because it's this- so clearly added to explain the humming in the background <laughs> on every other shot. <laughs> <laughs> so he starts a generator, and okay, so it's one guy who's got like a I think he's got a mustache, and there's another guy, and the other guy's name is Wolfgang. So the guy who complains all the time, he's got to dig holes in the middle of the woods. Right. And Wolfgang has like uh, what is supposed to be a chainsaw, but it's really just kind of an electric knife. It's a fucking hedge trimmer. Yeah, it's a hedge trimmer, like a pruning uh, tool. Right. So he's pruning bushes or trees, and the other guy's digging holes, and that appears to be what their job is. But I love, I love how, and this is again, you know, uh, another vignette starts. um, Another uh, another person or people complaining about what they have to do. You know, he's complaining about having to start up the generator. He's complaining about having to do his job. It's like, oh, it's first thing in the morning. I'm out in the middle of the woods digging holes. You know, do you have any beer in the car? You know, it's like. (laughs) Like the whole like and, and uh, he, this dude, uh, the guy who's not Wolfgang, has some choice lines too, where he's like, "The world can suck my dick," you know. <laughs> and, and to add a little continuity to the film up to this point, they talk about the fact that there's a pervert on the loose who cut off a guy's dick and right, ate it. Right. So apparently he ate it, and actually that is uh, suggested later on, as we'll see. He also says that if the guy shows up, I'll push my cock down his throat. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Yeah. I'll shoot this guy to hell. So uh, remember at the beginning of the movie when the guy took a piss? Mm-hmm. This guy wants to take a piss too. Right. My notes here say Germany is one piss-filled country. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to take a piss, the person that you were just speaking to, they're in trouble. Exactly. Yeah. You, <laughs> if you're in the woods and you're a team and you split up, you're dead. My favorite line is then said from the entire movie... <laughs> It's so ridiculous. The guy who's going for a piss, he's just standing there pissing. Pissing. And he just yells, Wolfgang, a gangbang. <laughs> for no reason at all. Oh, we got some audio from that, yeah. Wolfgang, I'm Rubberstaten. <laughs> I'm Staten. I'm assuming that's how it's said. Uh, you, you get a real sense of that kind of echoey nature of the audio on that. Yeah, you really do. Actually, I'm going to play it again. Because why not? Oh, It's like it's like the entire film was like like all of the ADR was done in a cave. <laughs> a gangbang. Um, well, they I were guess, they were just talking about like perverts and stuff. So I mean, I guess yeah. that almost makes sense. I guess he just it just comes to his mind all of a sudden. Yeah, a gangbang. That's what we were supposed to talk about. And actually, this one's a pretty good. Uh, this one, uh, and so of course, needless to say, because the guy's pissing, the the uh, you know Carl the butcher comes up and fucking knife in the head, and uh, and th- this is this is actually huh butcher knife in the yeah head. yeah a butcher you know a cleaver there we go that's probably a better right in the head and I got to tell you I actually really love this. I, I'm just gonna say it right now. I love all the effects in this movie. Yeah, there's you know, some. Yeah, even when they're bad, they're bad in a way that makes it a little bit easier to watch than right. Because they're so cartoonish and they're so over the top that like anything, any other mean aspect of this film almost kind of goes away whenever there's a weird act of like brutal violence happening on the on the screen because it's just so much. It's like so viscerally fun to watch. 
if it wasn't so nasty in tone, it could be a lot more fun, like something like Staple Fire or Klaus, the right, right, the driver Klaus. That sort of level of cartoonish violence. Yeah. As it is, it's still fun, but you kind of got to bring that fun to your, yourself. To it. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of fun, like you said, BYOF. <laughs> that's right. He gets chopped in the head in that classic, you know, slice it part out of the butcher knife and put it on the guy's head. Mm-hmm. But it looks really good. Uh, and then the guy comes back from pissing, and Carl. Smart Carl, he grabs the chainsaw thing. Right. Uh, and he uses this chainsaw. I mean, the guy does not put up much of a fight, I have to say. Right. <laughs> he cuts him in half. Yeah, it's, and, uh, you know, th- this one, I love uh, this one. There's a, a nice little uh, video editing moment where they pull the guy apart. Like, they cut him, like, m- you know, they bisect him at the midsection, you know? Uh-huh. And uh, they pull him apart. And then, and then all of a sudden, they cut to a far. They're like, no, 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 no. They cut to a farther away shot and pull them <laughs> apart again. <laughs> hey, people like seeing that. Now, yeah. of course, this is accomplished through the whole burying someone halfway up their body in the ground, right. having them lay back and building it onto him. But I'll tell you what, I always love that effect. <laughs> yeah, why not? You know, I mean, it's it's it works. Now, you might think that that's going to be kind of the piece de resistance of this part where he just gets his bottom half pulled away from his top half. Nope. But nuh-uh. Then he cuts his head off. Yeah. And that's not all either. Then he slices up his head with the chainsaw. Yeah, it's pretty wild. (laughs) Uh, It was at this point that I started to think, you know, this is very... People have done a lot of tributes to like Herschel Gordon-Lewis style movies, but this one really does kind of hit that thing where it's it's really the plot is very perfunctory it's just about showing as much unpleasantness on the screen as possible right but at least hgl's films were like fun well at least they became fun yeah right yeah this one isn't so much fun until we get to jesus how many times have you been able to say that in your life well just this and uh, i am here now that's right <laughs> I, know, I think you mean to say i am here dot 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 dot, dot, dot. right no exactly now you might be wondering audience at this point how did carl become such a odd character how did he become the butcher that we've come to love well he is german he is german but that isn't enough he also needs to be influenced by friend of all germans the devil (laughs) (laughs) krampus that's right so we uh we see a flashback to carl's childhood where apparently his mother locked him in uh, like closets or rooms all the time, and yeah, they call it the cellar, but I mean yeah. it's clearly just I mean maybe that's how the German cellars are, are done. I don't know, but yeah, it's clearly just a room. And in this uh, room is a demon or devil-looking character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, he starts talking. He starts talking about the kid's mom, and oh Jesus! It's let's, a, get, let's, let's let's get a little taste of that lovely German accent. <laughs> Jesus! Now, Dirt. just to let everyone know what he just said. <laughs> uh, now, this is my uh, my attempt at yeah, acting. Pl- yeah, that, that was my last. Mine was the last one. You get this one. I can see your mother going up the stairs, moving her horny ass step by step, looking for a good fuck on the kitchen table. Right. And then it gets, re- I mean, and, and as weird as that is, then it proceeds to get weirder <laughs> yep. because then the devil's like, you like to watch her on the table, don't you? You know, you wish you could be up there watching her I'm like, Jesus Christ, Germany, Germans, you're so weird. And then the devil does something else crazy. I want you to talk about this. 
Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. A very Gene Simmons moment. Uh, <laughs> Devil sticks out his tongue, and then all of a sudden, like it just goes from being like a normal tongue. We have that great movie magic moment with it, with this gigantic monster tongue just kind of appears out of out of his mouth, and he's just sort of waving it around. <laughs> and then it cuts to kind of like a wider angle, and we see that he's wearing a fancy suit that has like severed heads hanging off. Right, right. It's a very um, uh, Ghost of Christmas present George C. Scott Christmas Carol moment where he opens that's a great reference right there you have to admit that Spirit! Yeah, where he opens up his uh, he opens up his robe and there's the you know the, the I don't know it's the same sort of idea just, you know just sort of trailed off there bro. yeah 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 yeah. sorry that tongue is the most hilarious that thing. tongue is fucking brilliant though so that explains it. That explains why Carl ended up like he was. And and I have to I have to tell you the the severed head effect for, in this dude's jacket is idiotic. Yes, it's so bad, <laughs> but in the greatest possible way. That's right. It's so bad in the way that it's so good. Right. Right. You know, after seeing all of this, what we really want is a hitchhiker. Because <laughs> that's what we need is more driving scenes in the woods. This is a female hitchhiker, uh, which um, I guess, you know, hitchhikers in movies, it doesn't usually work out too well for them. <laughs> Generally not, no. And in real life, actually, it doesn't seem to work out that well since the 70s. <laughs> so this hitchhiking woman, she wants someone to pick her up. Someone stops, or actually two people stop. This is kind of confusing. She gets in the back seat, and uh, they, uh, she asks if they're going past Schnossing Street. Yeah, and then they start talking to her all creepy and shit, you know, like, oh, you know, if you make it, you know, that sort of thing, you know, like um, making a lot of implications. Yeah, a lot of implications. Right. And, I mean, she's kind of in the middle of nowhere, but she asks for them to stop because she's getting creeped out and let her out. And guess what happens? They drive off. Yeah, they stop and just let her out. <laughs> yeah, they just stop and let her out. I mean, it's yeah, it's so odd. It's such an it's such an odd moment to have to for e- to even be in the film. Like it doesn't it's even. Just, it's know. really just a way to get her to a more remote place. Right. Exactly. She's like, yeah, like you know, just all of a sudden she's just like, well, I don't even know where the hell we are. So now she's kind of just walking around in the dark, and we get a little a bit of some really bizarre music, which we'll actually hear again a bit later. Right. <laughs> I got to tell you, I really, I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, it's quite something. Yeah. Uh, we then uh, see two other people sitting in a car. I was very confused at first. I thought that's yeah, I thought it was thing. the same people, but then I realized it's not the same people. These are two dorks yeah, who are yeah. just drinking in the front seat of their car. Just in the middle of the woods. And just telling on funny jokes to each other. I think, yeah, I wrote one of the jokes down because uh, it made, it actually made me laugh. And I like a funny joke. Yeah. So one of the guys said, so I asked this woman if I could fuck her and she says, no, I'm on my period. So I say, well, at least let me fuck you in the ass. And she's like, no, I have hemorrhoids. And he says, well, don't tell me you have a toothache. That's the joke. <laughs> I stonewalled you. Yeah, I know you really did. Brum. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Scarlet Fry level humor right it there. It really is, you know. <laughs> so I threw it out a well. Oh, so, well. <laughs> so then the woman approaches these men who are not the men from before, and she asks them for help. 
and they act like assholes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's what that's what the part that confused me is because, the, you know, we have these two other guys. Now she asks these guys for help, but they treat her the same way the two other guys treated yeah, her. Exactly. I mean, saying some of almost the exact same shit that the other guys were saying to her. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, then she wanders off after being insulted by these guys, of and course. the butcher grabs her immediately. Of course. Uh, and right in front of the car, like right in front of their headlights. Yeah. And she gets knocked down, and one of the guys comes out of the car to help. So I guess he's not a complete piece of shit. <laughs> and the butcher immediately knocks him down. Like, like the guy just topples over. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, no, uh, no resistance whatsoever. Just immediately down. Uh, he he kills the uh, the okay. We don't see him kill the woman first. She's already like knocked. Yeah, out. she's she is, she's knocked down. She's in the background. He's dealing with the guy right now. Right, and he chops the guy between the legs. He basically kind of by he doesn't bisect him. He kind of uh, uh wishbones him. Right, exactly. Yeah, just spreads them legs and just ch- chops the shit out of his dick. Yeah. Chops the shit out of his dick, uh, or chops the dick out of his shit. This is the point for for anybody who's in the Facebook group. This is the point where I where I made the note: more brutal crotch violence. And that's not the only crotch violence that we're going to be seeing. No, in this and, very scene. And I didn't realize that when I made that note. So that's kind of that's kind of funny. Yeah, no. Uh, but I love how the other dude, uh, the guy who was telling the the terrible joke from before, just takes the fuck off. He just takes off. Which you know what. Good on him. I would have done too. I would have been like, you know what? I'll send help. I'll at least let me fucking live. That guy survived the movie, so I guess we know who's who's the winner here. Right, exactly. So complicit. when in when in Germany, he was complicit, Mo? Huh? He was complicit. He just followed orders. It's good enough. Right. Right. He just did what he was told. Jesus Christ! Just another <laughs> group I could mention. Um, <laughs> so the butcher goes back to this woman who has uh, sort of passed out, and I'll tell you, if this movie is notorious for one thing, it's what we're about to see. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. this is probably the most brutal. I won't say. I mean, it's disturbing. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. But you know, come on, look who we are. Look what look what we do. Uh-huh. Um, and thankfully, it's not so realistic looking that it's that uncomfortable. Mm. But this is unpleasant, no doubt about it. Absolutely, it, it's meant to be. Yeah, it's meant to be. So, so he, uh, so he goes back and he sort of like straddles the body mm-hmm. uh, with his butt sort of facing the the girl's head, and uh, and and removes you know her pants part of the way, and and there it is, you know her her vagina. And, and and thankfully it's not even re- remote. Yeah, I'm very mature. A mature pronunciation yeah. of that word. Do 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 vagina. Yeah, is exposed for all to see. Right, right. So so he's so, so he starts sort of playing around with it. You know. Yeah, he plays around with her fake vagina. Right, right. I mean, because if you had a fake vagina in front of you, you'd probably play around with it too. Um, I was surprised to see this. I have to say, yeah. I mean, well, it was. It, I mean, I don't know if I would say it was necessarily shocking because you know I'm kind of past being particularly shocked by anything that happens in these movies. But uh, I was surprised, I'll say, because I was not expecting to have a full out fucking fake vagina scene. Um, although I guess you know after the fake dick scene from earlier, it's. I mean, it's it's not that surprising. I mean, I'll be honest with you, Mo. Uh, just as we mentioned before, I've seen a lot more fake penises than, uh, being sliced off and, and mutilated than I have seen vaginas. Right, right. Oh, that's true. That is true. Um, so, yeah, so he so he ends up, you know, taking the uh, the, the cleaver to it. Uh, he 
slices her up, starts pulling her innards out and shit. It's, I mean, it's an effective, you know, piece of uh, brutal violence. I mean, for yeah. what, for what, it's probably the most effective piece of brutal violence in the film, really. I mean, it's again, it's not particularly realistic looking, but you just don't expect to see it. So he's right. slicing up the vagina and then he pulls out a bunch of her guts through right. her stomach. Right. It's not very pleasant to even talk about, to be honest. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, it's really not. But I love the fact that after he kills people, like after every time he kills people, he just skulks around the forest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't seem to be getting any pleasure. As we mentioned before, there's no sense that he's eating any of this stuff. He just seems to want to slice up people. Right. My, my um, notes here say, what a moody maniac. <laughs> my note here say, mentions there is very little dialogue in this movie. Because at this point, it's like True. we're, uh, I think we're about halfway through and you probably have like a paragraph of dialogue so far in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And there's not much more to go. It's so, uh, and also, by the way, if you're expecting there to be a plot, like maybe someone searching for this guy, nope. No. Nope. In fact, the next thing that happens is him wandering around, just like you said, and him collapsing on the ground again. Yeah, I got I to gotta tell you, this is probably one of the first times I've ever seen a movie where there's no protagonist. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing. Yeah, I mean, even these characters all sort of have equal amounts of time, the ones that are killed, right. and none of them get to do anything except get killed. Exactly. Uh, so unless you consider the next character to be introduced as... <laughs> <laughs> so he collapses on the ground, and we get a few shots of the inside of a church. Yeah, he starts dreaming about church. Yeah, one, some of those shots where you can tell the director just went inside a church and started taking shots of it. And it's like, Hey, yeah, this isn't going to end up in my gory horror movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, just me taking some shots. You know, look all this beautiful architecture. Yeah. I'm doing a travelogue about uh, German churches. <laughs> um, and then we see the, the music is just sort of looping and looping. We get to see more and more of the church. And then we just see the butcher wandering around. It looks like he's carrying, I think a leg. Yeah. He's like carrying like an arm or a leg or something, which is amazing because like, Where'd he get it? Well, I mean, he's had plenty of opportunities. I mean, he's had plenty of opportunities, but he didn't have the leg when he skulked off and, and passed out before. So now all of a sudden he has it. And then he wanders upon a good old friend of yours and mine. Yeah, my best friend. Your best friend. The man who, you know, when you saw those footprints next to you in the sand? Yeah, he was carrying me. He was carrying you. Uh, that's <laughs> Jesus, who was uh, crucified in this film. He's uh, nailed up to a cross. Yep. Um, and he died and was buried and three days later rose, uh, to sit by the, the right hand of the father. Yeah. He's in that right hand. He's like a <laughs> ventriloquist dummy. Um, <laughs> I love it. That's probably not going to go over well with our core audience. Uh, so we get some nice close-ups. Of the our our core the- audience is like board against. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Maybe. Could be. Um, so the butcher wanders upon this crucified Jesus uh, and he just sort of starts convulsing in front of him. Right. That goes on for just a little bit. And then he starts slicing into Jesus' side, just as the, uh, the, the, the Roman guard pierced Jesus' side with the Spear of Destiny. This guy slices in with his butcher knife. Well, actually, I think he just kind of peels it back with his fingers. Right. Uh, and, and Jesus just starts spurting blood. Yeah, he's, he's highly pressurized. Yeah. I I, uh, I I realized in my notes that uh, some of the words that get used most often are crotch uh, spurt. <laughs> Crotch spurt. That's yeah. our new band. Yeah, that's that's not a bad band name, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
But then we actually get a shot of that dre- of, the, of the driver uh, that was fleeing. You know, G- the Jesus thing is great and all, but it's it's just <laughs> it's just fucking filler at this point. And I've seen enough spurting blood that I don't give a shit if he's pretending to make an attempt at saying something at this point. You know, like it just for me, it just seems like it. This scene is the most tacked on scene in the film. And, uh, and this entire film is a film of tacked on scenes. I don't entirely agree. I mean, I agree that it's tacked on in the sense that it doesn't mean anything in right. the context of the film. Right. But I just, but it's not tacked on in the way that a lot of the, the no budget movies we watch have sure. kind of scenes because they've had, to, I mean, there's, there's gore effects. They no, right. Like, yeah. I mean, they set it up. It's just, I just like why it's Jesus just makes no fucking sense and just doesn't matter to me. You know, I mean, I think the suggestion with the church imagery is that it's supposed to be the way that religion has warped his, I don't know. I see. Exactly. Now you're, you're putting thoughts into the movies, into the movie. That's just my interpretation, uh, man. Right. Exactly. But I don't think that there should be any interpretation to this because the movie's been so shallow so far, you know? So he reaches into Jesus chest and starts pulling out stuff yeah <laughs> then he climbs into the hole in his chest of and course. like his legs sticking out right he jesus is letting him in jesus now you yeah and you might think <laughs> at this point that he's going he's going to go through some sort of transformation maybe he'll be redeemed by the blood of our lord but no it just is sort of a sequence that happens and it just then happens <laughs> but it does transition into some great thrash metal yeah, I, I wanted to talk to you about this because your okay. de- because your definition of thrash metal and my <laughs> definition of thrash metal are very different. Yeah. So so we should probably give a little bit of context here. Not that this movie really has any context, but um, you know, so so we're, we're this is a shot of the driver from before who fleed, and so and so he's driving off, he's fleeing, and this is the music that he's listening to. But uh, we'll let the audience decide. I mean, you want to talk about filler mode. This yeah, th- is just this a is, driving around with music playing. This is fucking filler, beyond filler. But this filler is night. this is useful filler because it gives us an audio clip. <laughs> All right, so we'll let the audience decide whether or not this is thrash metal or not. <laughs> You know, I got to tell you, that's actually not bad. That's, I mean, <laughs> like, I would listen to that. I know you would, Mo. Because yeah. you love thrash metal. Thrash metal. That sounds like <laughs> fucking Quiet Riot. It doesn't... Yeah, it is. It's it's totally kind of cock rock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, again, I don't know why it's there. I don't know why it's in English. I don't know why it's so ridiculous. Well, it's in English uh, because... Also, by the way, Mo, <laughs> this is just a, a, something I just thought of. Dude is driving away from this horrifically violent scene. He decides to put some music on. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, obviously, you need you need mood music so so you can you know drive. I mean, person uh, personally, I would have picked Highway Star by Deep Purple, but I mean, that's not bad. That's a good choice. 
I want to hear more of your musical recommendations. Well, what high speed chases always calls for Highway Star by by Deep Purple. Always. Oh, Black Betty, wham blam. Well, that's a good one too. So now we see two women sitting in a car. Have you heard the one about the two women sitting in a car? Yeah. They have a conversation and then get brutally murdered. I love I love their conversation though. They're like, "Well, what if the dead came back to life? You know, and had a party. You know, like a real satanic party." It could be a bash or a mash. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so they're waiting for their boyfriends. Do you think their boyfriends were those dudes from earlier? God, I hope not. Because those guys were dorks. Those guys. And these were... are hot German babes. I don't know if I'd say that either, but I mean, they're you know they're probably. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. German. I... They probably enjoy poop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, I guess. <laughs> With how my stomach has been lately, Mo. <laughs> and I can only raise the appeal. Those ladies, um, those ladies are going to love you. So they decide, I mean, they're bored. They, uh, they're waiting for, uh, for their boyfriends. They turn on some terrible music on the radio. They're right next to a church, by the way. Perhaps the very church from earlier. Ooh. Um, <laughs> and I think one of the women wants the, the other one to open up the, the, like top, the sunroof. The moonroof, yeah. And uh, and then we get a POV shot, and I bet you know what's going to happen next. <laughs> Actually, right before we get that POV shot, there's probably my favorite shot in the entire film. It's like this sort of like low angle shot from outside the door, right? Uh, where you see the girl sitting in there, and then through the moonroof, you see the top of the church. And yeah. it's, a, it's a really great shot. It's probably the best composed shot in the entire film. And then it's completely ruined because you see this uh, hyper sped up, uh, you know, POV shot of uh, of our friend uh, Carl the Butcher. <laughs> and actually, actually, this scene is so over the top. It's just, I mean, I laughed. Like this is probably this is probably one of those moments where I actually like legitimately laughed out loud. <laughs> well, there's something that happens in a moment which really made me laugh because it was so ridiculous. Yeah, this whole movie—it's fucking yeah, ridiculous. This, by the way, there's only ten minutes left in this movie. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're really wondering when shit's gonna happen. Well, this it, is happening. This, this is, is it. This, this is what happens. So uh, remember that sunroof or moonroof? <laughs> well, that was a mistake on their part. Yeah. Because the butcher jumps up on their car, pulls one of the girls through the roof, and, and just then- starts slamming her into the. <laughs> yeah, he just starts. I mean, that's not funny. I don't it's think funny, funny as shit. So then he slices the butcher knife through her neck. Right. And she's dead. And blood spurts everywhere. And blood spurts. The first girl, no, or I should say the second girl, because that was the first girl. Right. Second girl runs off into the night. Right. And I mean, she gets pff, ridiculous head start. She's she's off. There is no pos- By the way, we haven't really mentioned this. Carl the butcher has got a very noticeable limp. Guy does not move very quick. Right, right. And he catches that second girl like that. <laughs> He, like, she is off. He's slicing the shit out of this first one. She is gone. And then we see her running full speed. We see him limping slowly, and he catches up with her immediately. Yeah, it's probably the greatest. Um, <laughs> like, like that scene actually reminded me a lot of um, the uh, Behind the Mask. Right. You know, uh, <laughs> the, the, that scene where Leslie Vernon's talking yeah. about, you know, having to, like, work out a lot so that he could, so that he could walk. Yeah, right. <laughs> that movie's great. Let's watch that, that movie instead of violent shit, too. I need to watch that movie again. I, it's, I've only seen it, like, once, but it's such a good movie. 
So then he slices this woman through the neck as well, and she seems pretty okay with it. She doesn't seem all that upset about. <laughs> doesn't being even. Yeah, and I love and I love this one's like one of those like you know uh, uh, brutal effects because of the opportunities there. It's like, well, we already have the knife. It's already got the notch cut out for one woman's neck. Let's just kill two women the same way. Two no problem. In the British sense, yes, with one butcher knife, right? Hmm, not bad. Uh, so that happened. <laughs> Yeah. And remember how the butcher sometimes runs or like walks and then falls down? He does it he again. Does, he does it again. And we get like a weird video effect while he falls down and then he convulses once again. Yeah. And this and, and this the only time this is this is where we notice that his face is getting worse. Like now he's got more. Yeah, more yeah. growths on his face for some reason. So now this is the first time where I start thinking, "Oh, well maybe there's something wrong with him." <laughs> is this the first time you thought that? Yeah, we got 10 minutes Ten <laughs> minutes left of the movie, and I'm like, oh, maybe there's something wrong with him. You know yeah. what? I think there's something wrong with this guy. <laughs> this guy who all he does is stalk and convulse and butcher people. Right. <laughs> exactly. So uh, he starts picking at that shit on his face. Right. And uh, it's gross. Uh, and then he doesn't just stop. He, like, starts pulling off the growths on his face, and then he starts pulling at, like, his own leg and his arm and, like, digging into himself. Right. Yeah, he starts literally falling apart. Yeah, and uh, he does not stop. And this is our grand finale uh, for the entire movie. So get comfortable. Um, this gets weird. He starts reaching into his stomach and starts pulling out shit, as you might expect. Yeah, I, I actually make the point here. Is he brutalizing his own crotch? <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough of others. I'm done with this. <laughs> and then it cuts to like a different angle at a different location with a fake head, yeah. which doesn't look like it matches at all. No. Uh, and it's just a mess. It doesn't look like his head. And um, and then we see, like, some maggots for some reason. Yeah. And then we see, like, when he starts pulling out of his stomach, we see some of the the effects from earlier. We see the, the penis in his stomach. Oh, that's, yeah, right. That's so weird. Yeah, and then he pulls out a baby. Right, yeah. It's a, oh, it was uh, a baby! I got to tell you, at the, my notes for this scene are just like, are basically just like, is that a head? Wait, wait, what? Wait, a, a baby just came out of what? It was a baby. And then, and then um, the end. <laughs> That's the end. That's the he end. Gave, That's how the movie ends. It makes no fucking sense. He gave birth to a baby. Sort of. This movie has three sequels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I believe Synapse actually released the first three uh, of this, along with uh, Andrea Schnapp's other Schnoz? Schnoz is film uh, zombie. Yeah, say, it's not Schnapps. <laughs> Peppermint Schnapps. Mm. Uh, like four of his, of, of his films together in like a, a collection a few years back. Uh, so, I mean, you know, this movie has a reputation. People know about violent shit. Well, this is definitely one of the most recommended films from, you know, from our from the group. Recommended is a weird word when it comes to the people who suggest movies to us. <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. There's yeah, but it's one that everyone who uh, well, not everyone, but a, a large number of the people who are in that group are familiar with. Right. Even compared to some of the ones we watched, this is a notable shot on video movie. Right. I mean, and you know what? I I thank them. This this was definitely. I mean, as ridiculous as this movie was, it was totally worth the watch. I I really enjoyed it. It is not a boring movie, but no. it's also not one I can ever imagine really returning to. No, I'll never watch this again. Someone, yeah. I might, if I was watching it with someone else, but even then, I don't know anybody who likes movies like this. Yeah, right. I mean, 
<laughs> like really, as I sit here and I think about it, like the only person who I could really imagine sitting down and watching this with would be like you or Rue. Yeah. And we've already seen it. So yeah. why, why watch it again? Uh, but uh, as it is, it's competently made in the sense that the effects, also done by the director, uh, are some of them are really nice looking. And when they're not great looking, it's usually for a purpose because right. if they were too nice looking, it would be really super unpleasant. Right. It is really just sort of an effects reel more than a movie. Yeah, exactly. Which said before about movies, but this one is particularly the case. That said, the effects are really varied, and they're way different and kind of more extreme than you usually see, so I'm not really going to complain about that. No, I, I no, I. this one gets a recommend from me, absolutely. I, I think, I mean, as stupid like the way the way i describe this this movie the way i would describe this movie to anybody just randomly asking would be a, a bunch of really brutal great special effects and nothing else yeah and nothing else but still totally worth watching um it actually has a lot in common with the next film we're going to cover on right movie, right absolutely we'll talk about in just a bit except this one has uh, violent shit has slightly more pretensions towards being an actual movie right while the next feature mm, it's in a slightly mm. different category <laughs> yeah it's in a category all by its by itself but we'll get into that in a second because we still have one more thing to talk about on this one and that's the music that plays over the closing credits <laughs> Let's hear some of that music. <laughs> I just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Filmed on location in Hamburg, Vedel, and Heist West Germany. Mm. Heist mm-hmm. Vest. Heist Vest Germany. It's my favorite uh, kind of vest. <laughs> See my vest. Uh, wow. Yeah, so, so this is violent shit. Uh, you may enjoy it if you're the kind of person who enjoys shit. Doug, you know how that movie should have ended? How? With this. We are a people of But that's just my opinion. <laughs> Mo? It's been a while. I had to do it. <laughs> it's been a while. Oh, um, God. That's it. That's violent shit. That's the end of that movie. It's a short one. It's only 75 minutes long. It's about as long as it should be. It's about as long as this episode's been so far. Yeah, we're pretty good at that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think our, our opinions on it are, unlike Catholic Ghoul Girls, they match up almost exactly. It's... If what we talked about seemed to appeal to you in some way, then you're probably going to enjoy it. It's probably worth seeking out. The question I have for you, Mo, is, having now seen this, are you curious about checking out the sequels? Yup. No, probably not, actually. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I probably won't. I mean, if we cover them for the, for the show, I will. But, I mean, I probably won't go out of my way to watch them on my own. Mo won't go out of his way, but I got perhaps, you know, we, we eventually, I don't know. Have we covered a, I mean, Catholic Ghoul Girls was technically a sequel, but have we covered a sequel on the show? Oh, I don't even know. I'd have to go. Back I don't know that. either, but eventually I think we will have to, and maybe uh violent shit too will be on the docket that time. Mm. Mo, I think it's time to do a little thing called 
giving away a copy of Light of Fire. <laughs> Not if, if this is Letterman, then right now you come up with a song. <laughs> <laughs> giving away, giving away, Light of Blood to save the day. <laughs> Tremendous. Thank you. Um, Thank you. We uh, put together a list of all of the people who submitted uh, reviews for the show. Uh, frankly, the Canadian one was kind of low. Canadians, you got to step it up a little bit. But the Americans, hey, guys, you stepped it up. Wait, I just said stepped up. You, step <laughs> you stepped up to the streets in 3D. Oh, God damn uh, and, and you've put together a lot of great reviews. And we have made a list. And then I used a random number generator like a big dork and picked a winner from that list. Yes, you what did. What do you think? Yep. Yeah, I think you did. <laughs> I did do that thing. <laughs> and uh, now I'm going to announce what that is. I'm just going to talk about the step-by-step -step process. <laughs> and then I typed in some numbers into a random number generator. And then I hit the button. Then it gave me numbers. It gave me the number three, mm -hmm. which was great. Because number three on the list is Bracky Wacky. Yes, it is. You know, one thing we didn't think through about this contest What's that? <laughs> is if the person wasn't listening or right, <laughs> then they have no way to know that they won. Right. Uh, but we are going to announce this everywhere until the person finds us. And we know you're out there. We will find you. Right. Hey, Bracky Wacky. Hey, Bracky Wacky. Come and get Bracky your copy Wacky's, of Light of Blood. Bracky Wacky's review of the show says, you'll go hip hop loco for no budget nightmares. But it's a deep, deep cut. There. Yeah, well, that's episode one right there. Uh, and, and this uh, review is actually uh, addressed to me for some reason. <laughs> yeah, because people forget that this is my show, too. <laughs> it, is, it is our show. I don't think yeah. they forget that. I, you I, yourself first, for God's sake. I, well, yeah, I, always, I have to because then people remember that I'm actually in the show as well. But I love yeah. this. Yeah, it's like, Doug, your show covers stuff. Well, yeah, it's like, you know, what about me? Yes. Polite Canadian, that's me. I'm silly and polite yeah. and Canadian. Uh, and our well, he does he does say later on, yeah, that that our personalities mesh spectacularly. So doesn't matter if we enjoy the film or if we agree or disagree. Mm -hmm. I think it's a pretty great review, actually. Yeah. So Wacky Wacky, you're my number one, and you get a copy of Light of Blood. Well, it, that review says something that that it seems to that seems to be pretty pretty regularly said with the uh, with the reviews on, uh, of ours. Um, is that I say yup a lot and yawn and that no I'm just kidding. Um, is that is that we we go out of our way to cover films that like people haven't heard of and that's right. I mean it's it's just sort of the nature of the beast with what we're doing. But, it's what uh, makes it interesting because uh, for, you know we have lots of friends. I mean especially at this point who have podcasts. I, like a, almost everybody we know on social media yeah. seems. But very few people are doing are covering the kind of movies we cover because. Frankly, most of them are really terrible, and I gotta that, I gotta tell you, it's actually one of the biggest reasons why I stopped doing my other ones is because I'm just like everybody, like I can't think of anything original to do because everybody's done every movie I want to cover uh, to the uh, the nth degree. So why fucking even bother? You know, but it, by covering these sort of movies, it feels like you're part. For one thing, you're part of a larger community. Right. It means that we can reach out to the filmmakers a lot of the time. Right. And have them actually interact and explain some of their choices. And also, you know, it gives us an opportunity to to watch movies that, I mean, honestly, I would not. I, there's not anybody in my life in the, this province in which I live in who would want to watch a movie like Violent Shit with me. Right. 
And I can't blame him because it's, this is not for everybody. No, because it's violent and shit. Yeah, it's, it's full of shitty violence. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so yeah, so congratulations to Bracky Wacky. Uh, please let us know. Uh, you can either drop us a line through nobudgetpodcast.com. Uh, you can drop us a line directly there. Or if you want to mention it on the Facebook, uh, I will contact you from there and we'll work out your address and I'll get that sent to you all the way from Canada. Which means it'll get, yeah, it'll get stopped in uh, customs for a few extra weeks. And uh... <laughs> actually, the reason that it took a long time getting to me had nothing to do this time with customs. It actually ended up going to the wrong address. Oh, but thankfully it found its way to me because otherwise I would not have a copy to give away right now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Mo. Mm-hmm. Mo, we don't have a lot of time left because you got to get to work. Yeah, believe it or not. Believe it or not. However, we did, I mean, we're getting really good at this. We did discuss before recording today what our next feature is going to be. And I'm very, very excited. Yeah, this one's going to be a beaut. This, uh, this, I think, is, I'm going to call this our Halloween special. Okay. Well, it's, it, it's two weeks from now. It's Halloween. Right. Right. It's pretty good. It yeah. kind of thematically, I mean, we do cover almost exclusively horror movies. <laughs> show. As you say, every <laughs> fucking episode is our Halloween <laughs> special. But this is special because, A, remember at the beginning where we were talking about how we've only covered German foreign films so far? Right. We're breaking that. We are. We're going to go. We're ahead. also following up a movie where we had almost no useful audio clips with one we're going to have even fewer useful audio I was going to say, I have a sneaking suspicion we're going to have no usable audio clips. <laughs> However, as notorious as violent shit is... We are now going to tackle a movie that is, I would say, ten times more notorious. Uh, yeah. A hundred times more notorious. Right. I mean, well, let's put it this way. You know, violent shit never had an FBI investigation against it, so... Yeah, well, I think yeah. we're giving it away. We are totally, totally giving it away right now, so I might as well just say it. We are covering... Uh, well, Guinea Pig. What was the name of the actual movie you had said? Guinea Pig, Devil's Experiment. Yeah, Devil's Experiment. Of the Guinea Pig series, this one by Satoru Ogura. Uh, this I was, isn't the... I, I was going to say, I was, telling, I was telling Doug before before we started that uh, that I never knew that the first Guinea Pig actually had a name. So it's interesting for me to even find that out. I Devil's just, Experiment. Yeah. What were you saying, though? You don't think what? Oh, this isn't the one that Charlie Sheen... Oh, uh, what did he see? Flower of Flesh and Blood? I think he saw Flower of Flesh and Blood, which is the second of the guinea pig series. For those who don't know, let's just give it just a quick uh, uh, kind of summary of what these series are. They're really a, a, a series of short films, or they're in the 45-minute to an hour-long range. Yeah. Of, they're all shot on video. They're all filled with incredibly... Uh, brutal and complex effects. It's interesting that as the series goes along, they become sort of more narrative focused. But the one, the probably the most notorious are the first two. But I think even of those two, the most notorious might be Devil's Experiment because it is brutal and there's no real story to it. Yeah, I've seen I've seen uh, the first three. Right. And uh, yeah, the first yeah the first one it's just a tech demo. That's really all it is. But yes. it's but it's with the exception of a couple of shots that really kind of give it away, I, I got. I mean, well, we're, we're, we'll talk about it in a couple of weeks. But I mean, it's it's a brutal film to watch. It's hard. Yeah, and it's one of those movies. I mean, they. I I remember when I uh, moved to Ontario, we had like an art 
uh, video store here, that like a DVD store, mm. and they got the box set of the guinea pig films. And I was like, this is a different world that we live in that I can just go to the video store yeah. down the street and rent any one of these movies because I'll tell you, man, in the 90s, this shit was like... I mean, it, I mean, it really, it seemed like it was dangerous to own it. It was the stuff of legend. Yeah, it really was, yeah. especially because of kind of the, the, the stories behind it. And it's funny because once you see them all, I mean, they're rough, no doubt about it. But when you see like Mermaid in a Manhole, which I think is probably the best of the series. Yeah. But then like He Never Dies is almost comical. Yeah. Uh, it, there's actual like plot to the later ones. Yeah, there's. I remember there's one where there's a lot of like weird news footage and stuff. And it's just, it gets really fucking goofy. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Guinea Pig, Devil's Experiment, 1985. Next time on No Budget Nightmares. Booyah! Booyah! Mo, if people want to contact us or check us out, what's the best way to do so? No, the best way to get in touch with us probably is the Facebook group, Facebook.com/groups/No Budget Nightmares. One word. Obviously. Always good conversation going on there. Please join up. Please let us know what you think. Yeah, that group is really starting to blow up. It's getting a lot of you know a lot of fun comments on there. A lot of fun conversation. You get out of it what you put into That's it. That's true. You really do. Uh, and if you want to find both of us on the old Twitter, you can find Mo at Drunk on VHS mm-hmm. and myself at Doug underscore Tilly. That's T I L L E Y. Why? That's right. And you can find all older episodes of No Budget Nightmares at nobudgetpodcast.com. Uh, check out old episodes. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher. Just because we don't have a contest right now doesn't mean you don't want to put another review up there because I'll tell you what, a little birdie told me. Another contest is coming, and all those old reviews, they'll still count. Yep, yep. You're still going to get another chance. It might even be a movie that you'd want even more. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, not you, Bracky Wacky, though. You, That's right. You won already. You're out. You're out. I might win it, though. My review is <laughs> up there. <laughs> uh, Mo, what's the count on this episode? How long have we been going? Uh, about an uh, hour 25. Somehow we talked about a 75-minute movie for 90 minutes. No, no, we finished up with the movie at the 75-minute mark, which is really funny. So what we are suggesting is that you play this episode as a commentary for violent shit. Actually, that's a really great idea. I bet you could sync it up without too much trouble. You could totally do it. (laughs) In fact, I demand that everyone (laughs) listening do that. (laughs) <laughs> Which, of course, you'd only hear once you get to the end of the episode. <laughs> Go back to the beginning. <laughs> Chew up that movie and start again. Because it doesn't work without it. Right. Yeah. It, it just has... You'll notice that everything syncs up perfectly. Um, uh, usually, Mo, at this point, I'd ask you if you've seen anything interesting lately. But I know you're on a tight schedule. So let's just go with you. Have you seen anything interesting? I won't say shit. <laughs> um, well, I mean, today I watched uh, In a World... In a world. Yeah, that. <laughs> uh, I've heard things. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. I enjoyed a it. Great review from MoPorn. That's about as good as you're going to get for that for me. I mean, like, it's, you know, I mean, it's like it's like a light comedy about voiceover actors. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I heard that uh, Lake Bell is really good at it. She's really good. Yeah. And Rob Cordry. I mean, it's got a great cast. It's, the cast is amazing. Cast is easily the best part of the film. I will check it out. I have yet to check it out. Anything else, Mo? Um, not that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, I've been doing a lot of, you know, it's, it's all, it's October. So I've been doing the 31 days, uh, the 31 days of horror challenge. Uh, and I'm way behind. So I probably, I mean, we're, today is the, uh, the 16th and I've maybe seen 
Like, I better get this podcast out soon. Nine. They're really going to rag on me to knowing when we recorded it. Yeah, it's not. Well, I mean, yeah, I was going to say, I think I've watched about nine films so far this month, so I really need to step up my game on that. But I watched uh, a horror movie this month. Violent shit. Yeah, well, you know, I'm adding this one to my list, so this will be my, maybe we'll call this one my tenth. There you go. Number yeah. ten, violent shit. Right. Number eleven, guinea pig. Yep, yep. We'll see. We'll see. I hope that's not number 11. I mean, it's... <laughs> that's right. It'll be a little while, right? Yeah. Hopefully that'll be like my number like 29. 29. Folks, thank you so much for dropping by the old No Budget Nightmare Shed. Yup. <laughs> yup. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and we hope that you join us on the very next episode coming soon. And I hope that you catch up with us. Let us know how you feel. Drop by. Listen to some old episodes, man. You, you have hours of free entertainment. Yeah. Hours. Hours. So please enjoy yourself. Please enjoy violent shit. Please enjoy whatever terrible movie we decide to talk about next. Go uh, go back and listen to the Hip Hop Locos episode and see how far we've come. <laughs> Believe it or not, no matter how bad this is, it was used to be so much worse. Yeah, it used to be so much worse. <laughs> All right. Good night, lovelies. Good night, folks. Folks. Baba, oh, oh, Baba, oh, Baba, oh, Baba, Time is up, you said some nasty shit Now you're running down the clock Got a cleaver and a half And I'm gonna blow a stack You better watch a fucking back Or else you'll put me on attack I was playing in the forest No rest for the wicked You think that you could play me But it seems that you've been tricked Gonna treat me like shit Well, I'm sorry for you, cuz You should know that no one shits As good as Carla Butcher Shitter does Hatchets are hacking, the body count stacking Lumbering, stumbling, mumbling, tumbling Shot him, you got him, but nothing will stop him It fucks you to shit, the whole world can suck his dick If he doesn't hack yours off, shit What's he even want with it, shit It's in your interest to submit and permit him To split you to bits and admit it some Violent shit Violent shit Violent shit Nothing can stop him He'll just keep on chopping Carl the butcher shitter better cut until the blood stops dropping Oh, 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 oh,